Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and we are bringing you a very special broadcast from the launch of the Lady 12s at the brand new Volume 12 store in Redmond Town Center. Today's show is brought to you by Lady 12s, Volume 12, and El Zacatecano. Hi, Brandilyn. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Excuse my voice. I'm getting over a cold. It's that time of year. I mean, and I have to say, I'm going to do a quick little plug here. You've got scarves for that kind of thing here. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so um, you are the creator of the Lady 12s. Tell us a little bit about That's what we're launching here today. We've got all kinds of fabulous vendors. There's a charity we're going to be talking about a little bit later. Um, tell us a little bit about what inspired you to do the Lady 12. Well, I would have to say that my husband's success with Volume 12 kind of helped spark the interest, but I have seen a tremendous amount of female football fans that are so passionate about about the game, the sport, and the Seahawks that we just decided, you know what, let's do something for the women. It was initially going to be just a single event, and then I said, you know what, let's make this, let's start a fan page, let's make it a regular event, and let's put it to a good cause, and so... We are going to start having this event on a regular basis, pick a different charity each time, and we're going to help do some good things at the same time we enjoy football. So um, I know we're going to have um, your husband and Carrie come on a little bit later and tell us about the Volume 12 store, because this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill just walk-in store. This is going to have a whole lot more to it, um, you know, and, and doing events like what we've got going on here where you're bringing in different charities and bringing people together. Uh, One of the things that I think is so cool about what you're doing with Lady 12s is you're making it very fashionable to be a Seahawks fan. (laughs) That's exactly it. I mean, I I hate to say it, but I'm kind of into glitter and all things girly. Um, I'm a horse girl at the same time, but I have my feminine side. So when I saw all of the merchandise and everything that we're getting into the store, I said, you know what, we need a little bit more of a glamorous, you know, line in here. So that's what Lady 12s is going to kind of do, promote all of the things that women love along with football. So I adore it. I was looking, you've got um, a local designer who does jewelry, and she does some beautiful things. I saw bling on the wall already. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, and Melissa Hartley, she does all of her own hand-blown glass jewelry, and it is, it's phenomenal, and it goes so well with the Seahawks jersey. She's created all of these pieces for the line here that are lime green, that which is Hawaiian turquoise. Oh, wow. Beautiful, and then her, um, you know, hand-blown glass, just her stuff is amazing, so. It's gorgeous. Uh, one of the other things that I have to say that I am loving is, you know, you think about football, and you automatically think beer, you know, and all those fast food kinds of things. I feel like the Lady 12s are going to be able to bring, I mean, we've got wine in our hand. Yes. You know, yes. Of course, I forgot to say, we always start off our show with an on-air wine tasting. Um, today we've got the Piccola Tote, yes. and um, I'm starting off with the Big Ass Red. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a chance to start off with the Syrah. Tell okay. me a little bit, what do you think about the Syrah? You know what? I think it's delicious. And I'm actually not a huge red wine person, but I would definitely enjoy a glass of this. So It's a it, lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and it's, it's medicinal as well. It's making me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, under, under pressure. Yes. Well, and they're big-ass red, too. Very, um, It's fun. If you like a traditional big red wine, it's fun. What I love about this, which I think, you know, everything has tended to work out perfectly. They came in. What makes this the perfect Lady 12 drink? 
is it comes in a bag. Yes, so it's perfect right? for tailgating. It's perfect for all your parties. It's just a fun piece. It really is. I'm so happy to have them here. They were gracious and and agreed to come and, and donate their wine to our event. It's just they're awesome. It's it's very fun. So um, what you know, moving forward, what kinds of things uh, do you want people to understand about Lady Twelve? Well, mostly, you know, we're about all things that you could be passionate about, I guess, um, which are good causes, good products, um, great sports teams. Um, you know, just there's a lot of passion involved, and we're going to kind of rally that around different things that we find important. So. Awesome. Do you want to give us a, a, just a, I know you probably off the top of your head know some of the people who are involved today. Yes. I know we've got, um, of course, the Piccola Tote wine. Piccola. We've got so who's the chocolate? So we've got the chocolate man from Seattle has brought these amazingly adorable. I wish that I could show them over the radio. But We're actually going to try them on air. There you go. <laughs> I'm super okay. excited. <laughs> but they made some little uh, 12th man chocolates for us, and they've got these awesome chocolate shoes. And they're high heels. They're amazing. They are they're like chocolate stilettos. And they're glittery. I know. I couldn't I, believe it. I couldn't believe it either. I actually thought they were plastic, and then she told me the whole process. I was like, oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, so the chocolate man, and then we have Gabriel Cosmetics. They've brought their makeup and skincare products over here, and they're doing makeovers in-store for free. Um, awesome partner to have. And then we've got um, your studio nails. Oh, okay. doing some nail design here. Oh, I may have to go check them out. Yeah, they're doing Seahawks themed uh, nail design. Oh. Uh, Spazo Restaurant has brought food, and Salt at IPIC has brought some food also. Who's the, now the charity for tonight? The charity is Vision House, and okay. they provide transitional housing, counseling, support, and child care to homeless single mothers and their children. Wow. And they just have a phenomenal program. They've just opened a new um, facility, so they're raising funds to help get you know that off the ground. They've got a lot of it completed, but a lot of it's local too. I know they were showing us pictures of um, one in Shoreline. Yes, that's so the new one. They're going to be telling us a little bit about their programs and what they have coming up. Awesome. Yes, they're a great charity, so we're hoping to raise a good amount of money for them tonight. Awesome. And you've already told us the jewelry designer. Is there anybody I'm missing? <laughs> I know, right? Well, Red Hook. They, we always have their beer sponsorship, which is phenomenal. Um, Skip Rock Distillery. Oh, they, yes. They've brought awesome. an awesome little cocktail. I don't remember the name of it. I don't know if I heard the name of it. But well, it's we'll, a, have the, we'll have to try that on air, too. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but Skip Rock has been great. They did an event for us last week through Volume 12 also, and they have become a really nice partner also. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking some time. You've got a lot of guests that you get to go and visit with. And um, we're going to take a moment to hear from one of our sponsors, and then we're going to have your hubby and Carrie tell us a little bit about Volume 12. Awesome. Thank you, Albie. Thanks. The Pain Center of Bellevue, an integrated health clinic, provides medical doctors, pain management doctors, chiropractors, acupuncturists, massage therapists, and more. Using cutting-edge treatments, they can provide non-surgical solutions to pain management. Stop living with pain and call to schedule a complimentary consultation today with one of their top doctors. Go to www.bellevuepaincenter.com for more information. Welcome back to Socially Savvy, and I am joined here today by Joe Tapoya, one of the creators of the Volume 12 store here in Redmond. Um, you know, you're brand new, which is fantastic. Uh, people are still learning about you guys being here. 
what I find so amazing is this just an, isn't is not just a storefront. You guys have so many other things in mind for this, and, and like what we're doing here as an event. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to do the Volume 12 and, and what you see from it in the future. So it's a really big store. It's a big space. And when you walk in, there's a little bit of what's going on here, you know, from the customers. They, they truly don't understand what's happening in the store. So the first thing I tell them is, hey, this is our fan cave. Oh, I it's love that. It's a fan that. cave. You come in. <laughs> There's seats, there's big screen TVs, uh, we have music playing usually, there's some kind of sports center on the televisions, and... You have games! Yeah. You have games we, we to have, play! We have video games <laughs> in the corner, there's a golf simulator from Callaway, and it's an experience, and that's what we want to keep it. Something a little bit different. Um, as a marketer, I always try to live just on the edge, just where the cool ideas come from, right on the edge. and. Um, this store is no different, and what we try and do here is give people an experience they normally wouldn't get when they walk into, you know, your regular everyday sporting goods store. We have our own branded apparel. We have some Seahawks trademarked apparel, but for the most part, people walk in, they get a chance to be close to the Seahawks. Us. I mean, I used to play on the team. Kerry used to play on the team. From time to time, we have other players that come in. The brands that we represent are focused on Seahawks fans, and it's an opportunity for everyone to get just a little bit closer, and that's what we love about it. I, I adore that. I think um, a lot of I, I love the concept of what you're doing here because I think that displacement that just naturally happens when you have athletes and, and fans to the, the level that we have, and we have super fans. We're crazy. Um, it's nice to be able to have some place where you have people who have been a part of that and you're interacting with with us as fans every single day. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Carrie and I have talked in the past and we're going to chat a little bit about tonight about you know what does it mean to be a super fan of a team like the Seahawks when they're doing as well as they are. Um, I think a lot of people misunderstand. They forget that you know each, just, just like each different career has a, a different um, vibe to it, a different way of dealing things. You know, you go into work, you sit at your cubicle, you answer your phone, right. and that's one way of doing a job. If you're in sales, you know, I don't care how bad your day was, you leave it at the door, you put your smile on, you take care of your customers. There is such a different vibe for athletes, and um, that displacement, I think tends to dehumanize them a little bit. And having people like you guys out here, I think rehumanizes and gets people to understand, wow, they're great, everyday, amazing people, besides their ridiculously amazing talent. <laughs> that's, that's just it. And what I found in my career was that I always made myself very available. Available for autographs, pictures, conversations, telephone calls, because I'm just a person. Yeah. You know, just like you, just like any one of these people that are in our store right now, we're just people. And at the end of the day, I was really good at tackling people and knocking the snot out of people. I love doing that, but that's just part of what I do. That's not who I am. So when someone comes into the store and they have no idea that they're talking to a former player, I treat them as if I would treat anybody else, from Coach Mike Holmgren to the youngest kid that comes into our store, I treat them all the same. I love that. With respect and a true appreciation for them as a fan because fans are what make this sport great. Oh, yeah. Think about what what the Mariners are experiencing right now. Yeah. There's a dip in sales, there's a dip in fandom, 
because there's not that there isn't a real big following. There's we lost not the big, momentum. Yeah, we lost momentum. Now they're trying to pick that back up. This is a great opportunity for fans who have a deep-seated passion for sports in the Pacific Northwest to really brag and like wear their gear. Yeah. We're a very proud people up here in the Northwest. Oh, we're uh, very I'm loyal. I'm adopted. I, I came from the Bay Area. <laughs> I love the way you said that. You're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> and the Pacific Northwest has adopted me and opened their arms and embraced me with open arms. And um, I couldn't be happier. But my family, <laughs> on the other hand, they're all 49er fans. Oh, I bet that was a very intense. They hate the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing for the Seahawks fan base. Wow. I mean, we're, we're, we're going beyond just being fans. Yeah. Because now it's, it's... It's a point of connection. It's even deeper than that. It's got to the point where now fans feel like they're participating in the game. Yeah. They're no longer pedestrians. They don't just sit there and watch the game anymore. They're participating. Hey, yeah. we're going to break a record for the loudest crowd here. Oh my God, Join that in. Was so amazing. And that's one of the things that I think um, to that point, and I'm, I'm looking forward. Terry Carter and I had actually started a dialogue um, about this particular topic a few months ago about the power of a super fan and understanding that as a fan, you hold such an immense power to be able to help your team through some of the toughest, most difficult, most impossible situations just by never, ever relenting. Never, ever. If you see your player down, you know, whether it be on the field or on the sidelines, you'd be there to encourage them because you have no idea. I, mean, I have athletes as, as sons in my family, and I've learned that it is so empowering for them to hear our voice in a way that if you've never been an athlete, you it's indescribable. It's like in super injecting you. Right. And to, to, to understand that that is a, not only just a privilege, but a responsibility. It is a responsibility. And that's what we are. We're the embodiment. Volume 12 represents the voice of the Seahawks fan. We that. now have a voice. And through social media, which is our expertise, uh, my marketing company, which is Jump It Media, we took on Volume 12 as a client, not really knowing much about them, but understanding that, hey, there is, there's an upward trend for, in this marketplace for fans who need to have a voice, and we need to help give them a platform. Uh -huh. So connecting people through social media, giving them the opportunity to look through their Facebook and Twitter and Google+, Instagram, and see other people that are like-minded only helps promote the Seahawks and the, the true fan that's out, already out there. All we're doing is we're giving them a voice and we're saying, look, you're not the only one out there that likes to paint your face and get crazy and beat <laughs> on your chest and drink beer for game day. And now There's why? thousands and thousands <laughs> of people out there just like you. Check it out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I am super excited to have been able to be here. I was here for you guys' lunch. I'm glad to be here, and I'm really super excited to follow you guys and see just awesome. how big this wave gets. Awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for the interview. I am so excited. See you soon. Yeah. Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, located in the heart of downtown Bellevue, across from the Hyatt and Joey's, is the perfect place to check out local artists to make your house feel like a home. Buy art. It makes you feel better.
Okay, we are back, and I am sitting here with the fantastic Carrie Carter, one of my favorite people. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I like that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Intros are everything. Um, you're also part of the Volume 12. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about your involvement and um, what you see Volume 12 bringing. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my involvement kind of stems from being a part of Jumpit Media, and uh, we initially got involved with Volume 12 and they Ken Brunel, one of the founders of Process, about trying to you know, kind of rebrand and relaunch the company. And, you know, we saw what he was doing. We saw what the brand meant to, to fans. And once we actually started getting in there and engaging with fans, it became something more than just, like, you know, us representing a brand. It became something that we felt like we can kind of take hold of, jump into, and, um, you know, end up becoming part owners of, you know, well, and you really, process. You guys really did it by finishing the world record. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're going to come out of the gate, you want to come out strong. And, I couldn't believe it. Know. I was like, that's my guy. I know what he's talking about now. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, that yeah, that was our entry into the, re-entry into the market. And since then, it's just kind of been an awesome experience, a cool little thrill ride. And getting to know a lot of the fans and see their passion for the team, for the city, it's been amazing so far. And, you know, we're, we're proud to, to provide a platform for people to come and exchange and their ideas, share their share their love for this team and for this city and, and everything that's happening right now with the Seahawks. It's, it's fun to be a part of. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to comment on is you guys set up to set that first world record mm -hmm. within, was it, a couple of weeks? Oh, yeah. It was about, we finished an event like in July. We started that idea in like August. Right. It was literally like four weeks. It was a super, super fast yeah. around. And then we have this huge success. Everybody's all excited. And then, wham, somebody out of left field comes and takes it away. Yeah. And what I have to say, and this to me really kind of um, embodies what a volume 12 is, is mm -hmm. you guys didn't go, okay, well, we held the record once. No big deal. You know, let them have it. Mm -hmm. You turned around and you took it right back yeah. again. I and mean, always I compete. Yeah, that's, that's don't it. ever give up. And <laughs> yeah. I love that, that you guys, I just really felt like that was an extension of, you know, what we see in our players. Yeah. Get up again. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Push again. That, that's been kind of the model for the team. You know, uh, Pete always says, always compete. That's what the fans see from the outside. And, you know, being, you know, a part of something like that, it breeds competition. And it's the same thing. I think the fans see that. They hear that. They, they want to be a part of it, and we just gave them a, uh, an ability to do that. You yeah. can actually be a part of the game, be a part of a record, be a part of history. And, you know, when Kansas City went and took it, I, I mean, it was, we thought it was great. We are like, oh, well, this gives us another One opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> another opportunity to go back and, you know, highlight these awesome fans we have here in Seattle. And the attitude is, is like I said, never give up, always compete, and when somebody else challenges you, hey, we're up for the challenge, you know. We'll, we'll come back and take it again. <laughs> I, I loved it. It's been so fun the last several weeks to hear people, you know, you talk about the, the games and, you know, win or lose, there's always dialogue. Yeah. Um, but it's been so amazing. People's like, I'm part of the world record. I'm yeah. part of it. They, they yeah. take this ownership, which I think yeah. is fantastic. You take pride in that. When you, you know, you were there at the stadium cheering your butt off, knowing that, you know, it actually has an effect. And I think that's the big... Um, area of focus for us is showing fans that your voice matters, you yeah. know, and every every individual voice in that stadium helps the guys on the field, and I think all we did is open up the dialogue there so, so that fans saw that it did matter, and, and the players do care, and 
you know, the players constantly give a shout out to the 12th man and to you know what what the fans do for them, and you know it, it's been it's been cool to see the players kind of embrace that too. And not just this year and years past, but I think this year's just been highlighted more so. I would agree with that. Well, and with social media and the integration, it's like I see Richard Sherman come up a lot, and yeah. I've seen him at different events, and he has such a great tendency to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. he for all his volunteers um, for one of his events, I watched him crawl over furniture so that he could mm-hmm. thank people <laughs> for being a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the things I think people don't get a chance to see. And, yeah. and um, uh, Joe and I were talking about how we have a tendency because somebody has a super skill mm-hmm. um, to dehumanize them a little bit. Yeah. And I think through the volume 12 and some of these other things that are going on, it's giving that human factor again yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and also placing the responsibility, part of the responsibility of being a super team on the fans. Yeah. Understanding you do have a responsibility, not only in standing behind them when they're maybe not doing as great or maybe mm-hmm. when they make a mistake because they are in fact yeah. human, yeah. Um, but also understanding where a player is when he's doing his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been a Seahawks. Yeah. Um, you played for Canada and mm-hmm. the Seahawks and some others. Well, yeah, and no, I played uh, for the Seahawks from 2003 to 2005. Okay. The Redskins um, for a year, and then I, I went up to Canada for five years. And rocked so it up there. I played in Montreal and had, <laughs> had an awesome time, yeah. So from a player's point of view, we were just dialoguing a little bit about this. Um, you brought up a very interesting point about the balance that as a player, you know, when you're on the field, you're there to do a job, but also kind of feeling this responsibility to, you know, take care of your fans or uh, yeah. be aware of your fans. I guess I would pose the question, when you're down there doing your job, do you think it's helpful for fans to understand that if you as a player feel like you have to split your attention, that you mm-hmm. may be bringing, having to pull away from what your job is yeah. to do on that field? Yeah. Well, especially with football, it's, it's, you know, you have this long time in between games. You have a week in between games that's longer than most other, you know, competitive sports, team sports. And in that time, you kind of build up towards this one event. And you need all of your energy, all of your focus, all of your attention on this one game for these 60 minutes. So anything that deviates from that in your mind can be something somewhat of a distraction. And, you know, the I think the balance comes in being able to focus your attention there, still involve the fans, but making it an authentic thing. You know, when you see these guys on the defense out there dancing and getting the crowd hyped up, the kickoff team, you know, waving their hands, the guys on the side, all of that, that's authentic. You that's know, their so it's, Yeah, that's state. their natural mm-hmm. state. So you don't want fans to take it personally if a guy is, so, you know, straight-faced and walking by and doesn't necessarily stop to sign an autograph on game day or, you know, give, give them a little bit of a break knowing that, you know, <laughs> when, when you come to practice, you know, that, that guys will have a little bit more, a different approach at that point. Right. You know, so it, I think fans, I think what I'm trying to get across is like, just have a little bit of understanding for the guys. They're, you know, they're doing a lot out there. They're putting everything on the line. It's a very small time frame for them. And putting your attention can mean making that one mistake that costs the team. So. I think one of the my favorite things uh, to try to, you know, there's always these different ways of trying to get people to understand or have some kind of comprehension about what it is. You know, if you've never been an athlete, there's a lot of things that you just don't understand. Just like if you've never had a baby, there's yeah. a lot of things you don't understand. Um, 
but I always liken it to just try to imagine for a moment that every time that ball snaps, every single muscle in every guy's body on that line is tightened to the point where they have a job to do and they want to give it everything they have at that moment. And that, I mean, to, to try to comprehend the type of energy and dedication and focus it takes for that. Like you, like you said, you know, give them, give them that time on the field yeah. to to be who they need to be, mm-hmm. and then later on, yeah. see what comes out. Of yeah, it. and and they'll have, they always do. They always have time, you know, after games. Even some guys are a little, little looser before games and do a little more. But you know, fans expect a lot of them, and it's it's that type of society right now. With you know, the, the thing that social media does do is give you access, but. It's also a hard thing because fans always want more. They always want more yeah. access. They want more exposure. They want to be able to reach out and touch. And sometimes if they're not able to, it, they kind of take it personally or backlash. And right. it's not. It's not even that at all. It's just, as you said, it's a matter of taking. You know. Let you do uh, your job. Let you do your job, and all that focus, all that energy that you have to put in there, it it doesn't leave a lot of energy left for for other things in that time. Yeah. I totally agree. Thank you so much for taking time. Always. I'm super excited to see where Volume 12 is going to be going. Yeah. Well, and um, with this place. I know we've got some amazing events coming up in mm-hmm. the future. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about any of them yet or if we want to wait. We're, we're going to wait, but we got some cool camp. I mean, we're looking to do something almost every month and probably a, a bigger scale event every quarter. Perfect. So we're really just looking to give back to the fans, connect with them, give them something to look forward to, especially in the off-season, you know. Uh-huh. It's a downtime. It's, people get a little depressed when football season finished. Oh, so. yes. We, do. <laughs> we want to look for things to kind of keep that emotion high and you know, get, get people out there just doing cool things and having the ability to get that kind of one touch from, from the athletes as well. I love it. Well, yeah. I look forward to it, and we will definitely be bragging about your events in the future. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah. Pop chips. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping fake stuff and at least half the fat of regular chips out. They take the finest natural delicious ingredients, add a little heat and pressure, and pop. It's a chip. You can find them at a grocery store near you or online at www.popchips.com. We're here back at the Volume 12 and Lady 12's lunch, and we're standing here. You are the charity of tonight's event. We are. It is Vision House. Correct. So tell us who you are and tell us what this is about. So our website is nohomelesskids.org. So that kind of tells you what we do. We work with homeless kids, and we provide transitional housing and services to homeless moms and their children. So they stay with us 18 months to two years, and that gives us time to help them to become self-sufficient and move wow. back to permanent housing. That yeah. is, that's amazing. How long have they been doing this? We've been doing it for um, about 23 years now. My husband wow. and I are the founders. And so we started with a little program in the Renton area, and now we serve the greater King County area. That's awesome. I know that I was saw a picture, your latest project that you just finished was up in Shoreline. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, we just finished our Jacob's Well project up in Shoreline, which was an amazing community effort with 3,000 volunteers and about 70 different churches, 131 different businesses. So really this amazing community event. That is fantastic. What different kinds of ways can people get involved to, to help out something like this? Because, you know, it's one thing, money's always great. Yeah, there's always <laughs> fundraising. It's a great time of year to make year-end donations to get on your tax uh, receipt for this year. Oh, that's a good um, point. But we have tons of different volunteer opportunities. Um, uh, working with the kids, coming out and just helping them mow the lawn, you know, just maintenance things that helps to stretch our dollars as well. 
awesome. Do you, uh, when people are helping, do they have any positions like for professionals where they come in and help coach them with anything? Yeah, okay. we, we do, like maybe resume writing or that type of thing, some of the awesome. classes. We do parenting classes for the families as well. Perfect. So where would they find you? They would find us at nohomelesskids.org, and okay. that kind of starts our it starts the process that they can um, get to all the different volunteer opportunities from there. Cool. And do you have a, a Facebook page that they can follow all your projects? We on? do. Um, Vision House USA. Awesome. Thanks so yep. much for taking time. Yeah, glad to. Thank you. Okay, I am here at the Lady 12 event being sponsored by Volume 12 here at Redmond Town Center. And I have wandered over to the Tailgate Punch, which is provided by Skip Rock Distillers. And so I'm standing here, and you're going to give me a little idea of who Skip Rock is. Um, I know we're looking forward to having him come on the show, the um, creator. But tell us a little bit about who you guys are now and what you guys created for tonight. Awesome. So we are a local distillery. Our tasting room and distillery facility are in Snohomish, Washington. Um, right downtown, we took over the old McDonald's um, Brewing Company and made our distilling tasting room there. Um, we do all sorts of alcohol. Um, we have vodka, we have spiced apple. Today we're tasting the white whiskey. And with that, we made a tailgater punch, which is a 12-man fan favorite. Um, it's a white whiskey blended with pineapple juice, lime juice, and a turbinado um, simple sugar syrup. Well, and I have to say, as a female, I think this is a great Lady 12 drink because as a non-whiskey drinker, which I've only had a few that I could even really drink, this is a fun drink. Oh, it it kind of makes you feel like, oh, I'm a little bit more Spanish, a little bit less frilly. Exactly. Yep. Um, Ryan and Julie, the owners of the company, um, Julie actually crafted this drink herself, so it's a, it's oh, a lady awesome. favorite. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. It tastes delicious. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Okay, I have now wandered over to probably one of my top favorite tables for tonight here at the Lady 12's event is the chocolate table. Hello. This is not just any chocolate. This is volume 12 chocolate. <laughs> and you guys have done such a remarkably amazing job at just kind of trying to take what they're doing here and, and encompass it and make, I mean, they've got these cute little chocolates with 12 on them. What's killing me is the high heel. We were just talking about them, about the sparkly chocolate edible high heels. Why anybody would ever be able to eat it, I don't know. I, I don't think I could bite into it. But all edible and it's supposed to be eaten. That's part of the beauty, so that it doesn't last. So even tastier than just looks. So tell us, uh, tell me a little bit about your chocolate company, what it's called, and how you guys got started. Um, well, I work for a shop called Chocolate Man. The owner is Bill Frederick, and I'm his right-hand gal, I'm Olivia. I love and, it. Um, <laughs> thank you. And um, he started doing chocolate about 25 years ago, but opened up a shop in the last couple of years, and so it's been basically him and myself making just about everything. And um, Wow. Yeah, we got commissioned <laughs> to make um, 12-man truffles. And um, then we got invited to this event. So, um, and here we are. Here it's we been are. a really awesome journey developing the shop and everything. And now we're just trying to expand a little bit more and get our feelers out there and do more things like this event tonight. Show off your so much fun. Exactly. Yes, we're ready to start. Yeah, getting out there. Yeah, getting out there. So you have this 
ridiculously adorable box of chocolate in front of me. And I'm actually going to try a couple on air. So you're going to tell me a little bit about them, and then I'm going to try them and kind of get feedback. What I like about your chocolates is, you know, there's a lot of different chocolates that they have maybe different wiggly designs so you can tell what they are. I know, I'll know exactly what I'm eating when I see these because they are very distinctively different. Yeah. We try to match the truffle flavor to the design so that, you know, it looks like we have a lavender one here and it's a purple flower, so it's like... Yeah. And it's even molded. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Okay, yeah. so i got to ask, what's the... Oh, that's the cherry one you were telling me about, yeah, isn't this it? Is a, this, well, we actually have two cherry ones. This okay. is a branded... Uh, brandy cherry, and it's uh, dark chocolate ganache with a dark chocolate shell, and then half a um, creatine brandy cherry inside. And then oh for the God. people who like the less boozy stuff, we have um, it's a plain cherry truffle with a white chocolate shell, and then uh, same dark chocolate cherry ganache, but with a dried Washington cherry inside instead of the boozy one. I want the boozy one, so I'm going to try so the boozy one. Um, but the other one is really pretty. It's in the shape of a heart with a little red... Is that the cherry juice chocolate over the top? It's actually um, colored cocoa butter. It's a natural fat that's in the cacao plant that's in your chocolate anyway. Um, mm. It's extracted and then it has some dye in it. And then for this particular one, I just took my finger and did a little slice and there I you love go. it. It's gorgeous. Thank this you. is yummy. So glad to hear it. I, I expected with the brandy that it would be liquid on the inside. I like that it's not yeah. because it's less messy. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, the, it's the cherry itself that gets soaked in brandy, and so oh. then we kind of dry it out, so it's, you know, still the flavor's there, but yeah, it's not running down your chin. <laughs> this, this is definitely a Lady 12 favorite. I can tell you that right now. That's awesome. Tell me about some of the other ones. All right, this one is a margarita. It's one of our fun ones. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to try that with, with the El Zacatecano margaritas. Oh, yeah, there you go. And um, it's a layer of white chocolate ganache with tequila and lime, and then a layer of milk chocolate ganache with uh, Grand Marnier. Oh, wow. And then topped off with white chocolate, sugared lime peel, and salt around the rim in a dark chocolate cup. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking about that one. What other ones do we have here? Um, we also have coconut, white chocolate-based uh, ganache with um, coconut milk, coconut uh, shredded coconut, and then a little bit of coconut Malibu rum to give it a little extra coconutty kick. I'm loving the rum thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we like Brandy our alcohol. Rum, yeah. And then we have the lavender, and we steep real French lavender flowers in the cream when we make the ganache. Um, and then we have a s'more, probably our most popular <laughs> truffle. Um, it's homemade caramel sauce and marshmallow cream, and then we cap it off with um, uh, milk chocolate and graham crackers mixed together. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then we have the fun little bobbles on top, and then it's also in a dark chocolate cup. Very cute. I would recommend trying that one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm really like... really good. I'm it's a one-biter, though, because otherwise it goes everywhere because of caramel sauce. Just <laughs> okay, so note to self, eat that over a napkin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then you have the Florifornia, and that's just pure white chocolate, um, ganache and shell, but it's flavored with lemon, lime, and orange. So oh, my gosh. So it's this really creamy, citrusy deliciousness. Okay, I'm going to finish with the lemon, lime, and orange. <laughs> All right. And I have to, here's the thing, and I love that you took the time to kind of tell me about them, because if I had gone off the visual, that would have been the last chocolate I probably would have yeah, tried. Yeah, because it, it looks kind of... Next well, I mean, it's, it's white chocolate, and that's yeah. not always one of the first ones I gravitate towards, but yeah. when you start hearing about what's on the inside, you're wow. like, oh, <laughs> oh yes. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to try that one. So, where can people find you? Um, we are located in the Lake Forest Park Town Center, 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay. Sorry. Right here. Eating chocolate. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for those of you who don't know where that is, it's just um, north on Lake City Way um, on Ballinger and Bothell. We're on the upper level. Okay. And so we just have the one little shop there, and we make everything in-house. And Wow. Yep. Do you guys have a website? We do. Um, we have chocolateman.com. It's not the greatest website. It doesn't really have our products on it. It has more of our, we also sell wholesale bulk chocolate to other small chocolatiers. Okay. So it's more focused towards that. Um, if you're looking to look at our products and stuff like that, I would say go to our Facebook page. My next question? Yes. <laughs> chocolate Man Lake Forest Park. Um, and we also have a Twitter. It's uh, chocolate, chocolate Man LFP. So wow. those are a little bit more up to date and you know, what's going user on? User friendly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and they and have people, the pretty pictures, and then people that. can also find out what events you guys are going to and come check you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. You are more than welcome. Are you sure you don't need another? This is a hazelnut buttercream, by the way. Oh. Uh, Margarita. I've tried it. I'm gonna try the s'mores. Yeah, you have Okay, to I will try the s'mores on air because we've got to. Yeah. I have to eat all in one bite. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna look like a piglet. <laughs> <laughs> it's radio. Yeah. There's oh, nobody, nobody can see you anyway. There's only okay. people walking around, and two cameras aimed at me right now. Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to put the whole thing in. Don't bite it. Just pop it in. I just have to pop it yeah, in. Yeah. Pop it in and experience it. Like okay. a shot. Seriously. Like a shot. All right. Do it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that's fun. Oh my god, that's a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, see how it like explodes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's like, yeah, that's a shop. <laughs> Thanks so much for showing you guys. You are more than welcome. Thank you for coming and trying our chocolates. I'm glad you like them. I look forward to seeing you at the next event. Yes, us too. <laughs> and here, last but definitely not least, we are finally over at the Picola Cellars wine table. Um, we got the chance to start off the show with you today, which thank you so much. That was delicious. You're welcome. Uh, tell us a little bit about your wines, and then we're going to talk about your fantastic packaging for us, Lady 12. Nice. All our wines, Washington State wine from eastern Washington, mostly from the Wallook Slope area in Columbia Valley. Victor Palencia is one of our, is our winemaker. And then um, all our wines made pretty much to be very balanced, very drinkable, um, and it's, it's, it's to be enjoyed now. Uh-huh. So we actually specialize the wine on tap. So you'll find, it, you'll find us in restaurants and bars like the Four Seasons, Ralph and Issaquah, we're all over the place. Awesome. We try to be as green as possible. That's why we decided to do wine on tap instead of do um, the normal bottles. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a 26 bottles of wine in a keg. Once you tap a keg, it's good for six months. Oh, wow. Um, in, a, in a lifetime of the keg, it takes about 240,000 bottles of the landfill. And then for the customer, when a customer at a restaurant or bar is always guaranteed to have a fresh glass of wine. So you don't have to worry about a wine being open overnight. You're getting a wine that might be oxidized. Oh, that's awesome. So people enjoyed our wine a lot, and they kept saying, where can we buy it? So we decided to come up with a retail product, which is our toast. So the toast told two bottles of wine, 2% packaging, 98% product. Once you open the wine, it's good for three weeks. Oh, wow. I always say if you can't drink two bottles of wine in three weeks, you're not There's our target. You. Exactly. You're not our target <laughs> demographic. But ideally, it's great for boating, hiking, especially tailgating. There's no glass. It's um, completely recyclable in King County, which is beautiful. So it's extremely, extremely clean and green. And also, like I said, it reduces the carbon footprint by 85% um, over wine bottles. That is amazing. Well, I love, I mean, the packaging, so I'm going to describe the total a little bit here. It's 
this cool little bag. There's, you would not think that there's two bottles in there. Which One half is, is enough to blow your mind. Um, but the packaging is, what is this made out of? I'm not sure. It's Astro Pouch actually makes the pouches. I'm not sure okay, exactly so what. Pouch material. Yeah. Okay, we're going to run with that. Um, but you've got it so there's a, a comfortable grip on the top, and then there's a spigot at the bottom. Yep. I love that. So it's a one-way valve. So we fill the bags up with wine. We actually hit them with gas, inert gas. Might be uh, probably 100% nitrogen, argon. We usually use one of those two, or Guinness gas blend, which is 75-25% mixture of uh, CO2 and nitrogen. And then it's a one-way valve. Anytime you hit that valve, wine comes out, but oxygen can't get back in. So it's a mini case. Exactly. I love it. Perfect for boning, tailgate parties. Exactly. Hiking, everything. camping. I, and that was the other thing I was thinking, hiking. If it wasn't for the spigot, you could almost put it into your little aqua pack, but yeah, that'd be a little weird. It's like a big Capri Sun bag. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the other thing that I loved is for people who, like me, love bottles, they, we love our bottles of wine, we love the presentation, mm-hmm. you guys have a refillable bottle. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that. So the refillable bottle, right now, legally, you can only get it at the winery. So it has to be filled at the winery, but we do also do them at the farmer's market. We actually pre-fill the bottles, gas them, cork them, and people can bring back empty bottles. We'll give them a full bottle exchange. Or you can bring the bottle back to our tasting room at our winery, and we can actually fill it there. That's what I'm going to be doing. Where hopefully this year, <laughs> hopefully next year, they're going to watch the state's going to pass the law well, to allow people to fill growlers of wine, just like you do with beer. Right oh. now, it's illegal in Washington State. It's legal in Oregon and Idaho and other places. But I think uh, next year, it's going to pass. Awesome. So you'll be able to go to your favorite restaurant that's wine on tap, and if they have a, a, the proper license, they can get the growlers go to go. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for being a part of the Lady 12s yeah, and for at the Volume us. 12 store. And uh, we will see if we can get you to come in and we'll do a, a sit down and drink Definitely. all of your wines on it. Definitely. <laughs> thank you. All right. I am here at the Lady 12s event and um, I have the privilege of standing here with Mama. <laughs> Mama Sherman. And um, it's been so fun to watch you tonight, Just You know, uh, it, it's really cool. We were, we've been talking a lot about what it is to be a savvy fan, of, you know, a fan of, of a team and a player that is so elevated and so amazing at what they're doing that sometimes that has a tendency to kind of dehumanize that player. And so then fans will have an expectation that sometimes the players struggle with meeting. They want to make their fans happy. They want to be there. I think it's important for fans to realize that when their players are going on the field, they're going there for a reason. They have a purpose, and, and there are certain things that they need to do to be able to fulfill that. Right. Um, you know, being the mom of one of them, if, if you were talking to fans that maybe sometimes get sort of confused when they're, you know, they get disgruntled, maybe, why didn't, you know, Sherman wave to me when he was going on the field? What would you say to a fan to help them kind of humanize and realize that there is a job to be done and what it goes into when he goes on the field? You know, the players are so focused on the job at hand, what they need to do. Yes, true enough that they they are they 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 want to try and give some attention to the to the fans, but they really have to stay focused. It's just like my son. I don't bother him on game day. Yeah. People, you know, see me down on the field and they'll, you know, kind of look like, oh, Richard didn't even come and say hi to his mom or whatever, because he's, he's focused. Yeah. He, I need him to be focused. So you allow him that. I allow him yeah. that. I don't beat him down and like, hey, why didn't you come and say hi to me or why didn't you, you know, no. I don't, I don't, very rarely do I text him or say anything to him on game day. I do, if I do it early enough, you know, I try to send like a little 
best wishes or good luck, bless your game, son, or something like that really early. If I get past a certain hour, I don't bother my son. I, don't, I, I want him to be focused and content with what he needs to do on that field. So the fans should just, you know, not take it so personal. Because I love that. They trust me. They love the 12s. They love the fans. It means the world to them to have the fans behind them. It does. Even if they are not able to tell them that mm-hmm. or wave at them or, or give, give them eye contact sometimes, they absolutely love and adore the Seahawks fans. That's kind of the, that's part of their secret power. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And without them... You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to sound. But the game against the 49ers, we needed more of us there. Yeah. Our team needed more of us there. And I know it was a lot of um, threats and whatever, all that crap. Nothing. You know, I put that in my Facebook post as well. Nothing scares me away from supporting my my son and my team. I'm not gonna let anybody keep me from supporting my team mm-hmm. yeah. and, and definitely being there for my son. So I, I think fans just kind of take that to heart as well. You know, just do what you do. We're a classy group of fans. Yes, you know, we are. Yes, we the Seahawks fans, the 12, they're a classy group. And I'm honored to be adopted as the team or the 12 man team mom or whatever, however they want to call me or whatever, Mama Sherman, I, I'm, I, I truly am honored for that. But yeah, the fans, trust me, your team loves you and adores you and they would do anything to have you guys have their back. I love that. I love that. So on that note, um, last question from um, being a mom and being a fan and everything. What do you feel, if you were to use the word, say, responsibility, what do you think the responsibility of a fan is? To stay classy and be behind your team 100%, win or lose. I love be that. behind your team. Support your team. Be gracious. Uh, you know, and just, 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 you know, we're in a... We're still in awe right now as our record. Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! I'm, you know, but <laughs> it's, I think it's one of those things. Seattle has talked about it forever that you know because our temperatures are moderate, our, our season, our lifestyle. Everybody says you know we're mediocre. We're never going to reach a high. And to reach a high, I think sometimes people didn't realize what it took to do that. Huh. Trust me, we're still high. <laughs> no, we're flying high. high right now. Huh. Trust me. But I, yeah, I love what you say about being supportive, and I think that's one of the things that I really want listeners and fans to remember. Mm-hmm. Our responsibility is to always stay behind your team. Um, one of our secret powers, I really truly believe, because like you say, at the 49ers, if we had had more of our heart there, I truly believe. And um, one of the things I've noticed is understanding as a fan that you are the fuel for your players. Mm-hmm. If they're struggling, if they're going down and they hear the roar of the crowd, they need it's us. amazing they what it can us. do to push them through that oh next play. God, to get us. that extra yard, yes. to get that extra inch, yes. foot, centimeter. Absolutely. And I really think that that's underplayed. So as it a is. fan, I think if we can take on the responsibility of understanding that we are the fuel we behind are the, the fire, fuel. Yes, we are. then um, I think we can help take our team 
to anywhere they want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that 100%. Well, thank you With so God much for on our taking side, time. You know, <laughs> believe. Believe in God. Believe in our team. Ooh. And support and be there for them. Support them because all the way. here's the thing that I like to remember is they're there for us every single day. They go to practice. Absolutely. They, they control their diet. Mm-hmm. Um, they Most of them work very hard. If they didn't come from a family that was used to socializing or that had social graces, mm-hmm. they work to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. They go outside their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. They do a lot for us. So I think it's good to remind our fans that we need to do something for them. Yes, we do. We need to always be there for our team, always, no matter what. Up, down, be there for our team, always. Go hard. Thank you so much, Mama Sherman. You're welcome. (laughs)